It is exactly 8.43 on Metro M Talk. Yes, it's a Thursday evening, and every Thursday around about this time, we sit down with one individual, and we engage him or her on some of their views, thoughts, as well as ideas on how they see the world. It's what we call a masterclass on a particular topic. And today, being Africa Day, as in Africa Day coming up this coming Saturday, the 25th of May, the question we're asking is, where is Africa today, economically, politically, as well as socially? Do feel free to participate in the conversation that we're having this evening. The number to dial is 089-110-3377. That's 089-110-3377. Is Africa to you a continent that is prospering or are we still in the dark continent? Your thoughts do share with us. Our guest this evening is Professor Vusi Gumete. He is a professor at the Tabombeki African Leadership Institute at the University of South Africa and is also the editor-in-chief of Africa Insight Journal. And he joins us now on the line. A very good evening to you, Prof. Hi, good evening. Greetings, Tamil. Greetings to Lisna. Now, I, I, you know, I've been looking forward to sharing a bit of your profile um, with, with our listeners. And if, you know, you'll indulge me and give me just a, a couple of moments. I'm not going to go through everything, but I think it's important okay. just to, to highlight exactly who it is that, that we're talking to. You have published two books on uh, the political economy of South Africa. You've edited seven books on the political economy of development in Africa. And you've also published numerous journal papers book chapters, essays, etc. You are also the editor-in-chief of Africa Insight and Africanus, as well as you've uh, guest-edited several special issues, including Africa development. Um, Now, your postgraduate training is in policy studies as well as economics, and you hold a PhD in economics. Now, you are not only... Um, an academic, you are a thinker, you are a writer and a thought leader and really great uh, to chat to you this evening. But before we start our conversation, Prof, I I, I understand that you were only 26 to your doctoral degree in economics. What attracted you to the world of academia? Well, I didn't expect that. I thought we'd be talking about Africa than talking about myself. Well, so well, I, I well. The, that explain that you know I'm just a professor. But I, I could say something about that. A, a, um, a very humble <clears throat> professor. It's it's actually Africa through your eyes. Well, I suppose. I mean, what happened? Um, well, one thing led to the other. So when I completed, you know, undergraduate studies, uh, got into postgraduate training. And, and before I knew it, I was done uh, with a doctoral degree. Yes, indeed, at the age of 26. So I normally joke with my friends that uh, nowadays we hear people, you know, in social networks uh, celebrating someone, you know, the youngest at 27, youngest at 28. Um, I did this at the age of 26. Of course, um, it was a combination of factors. I suppose at the time, uh, this is the early 2000s, postgraduate training because you need to do the field work and all of that. And without financial assistance, uh, you could have challenges. So I think during our time, um, it was feasible to do it the way we did. And of course, you know, with opportunities within the universities, um, as, as lecturing assistants, um, as researchers, and, and working with um, very good professors who who believed in us, 
Mm, and I mean, research has also been the cornerstone of a lot of the work that you've done. But I was reading an article that you wrote, a very interesting piece titled Getting the African Economy Right. And um, we'll get into into your ideas. But generally, where is Africa now economically and politically? Well, I think it's a mixed bag, if I can use that phrase. Um, so I think we see some progress, um, encouraging signs um, in, in many areas around governance, um, change in administrations um, across the continent, as, as we all know, uh, from what was a colonial African economy. And I'd so, like to, so, and, uh, excuse me, Professor, but I'd like to stop hmm. you right there. We're going to go for a quick break, um, but a very interesting point uh, that I'd love to expand upon, this colonial character of the African economy as a potential reason why uh, we're not advancing as we ought to and why there is no growth. So when we come back, if you could just delve into this colonial character that you've alluded to and that you've pointed out in your article, Getting the African Economy Right. It is exactly 8.51 on Metro FM Talk. It is exactly 8.52 in conversation with Professor Vosi Gumeta. Prof, before the break, uh, you mentioned the colonial character of the African economy. What exactly do you mean by this? So there are some characteristics um, of various economies or countries uh, in Africa that had to do with colonialism. Uh, so, so colonialism, you know, comes well just before that um, slave trade. But I think you can just think about we can talk about you know a colonial encounter or an encounter of Africans um, with colonialism or with Europeans to be more specific, well, earlier with Arabs and then Europeans. But what what happened during uh, this encounter and during this period, uh, particularly from around 1500, so you could say, um, in the 16th century, um, is that these economies in Africa change from what, you know, they were vibrant um, and serving um, peoples of Africa, uh, relatively diversified, uh, with many different aspects uh, of, of the economy um, and, and Africans have been control over them, they started mainly becoming um, sort of, you know, suppliers uh, or doing whatever work they do uh, for, for for the colonialists. I'm trying to find better phrases here, or the metropole, right, um, in Europe uh, in this context. Mm. So, so you'll have, for instance, in the context of Eastern and Southern Africa, uh, economies likely becoming economies of labor reserve, as economists have explained. Some economists have explained uh, this. That's basically, you know, they can like, you know, an economy of just a pool of people who work in different parts of the economy, uh, but where the mining sector in the context of Southern Africa. Um, in some other parts of Africa, you could think maybe, um, maybe West Africa in this context, where economies largely became conventioning economies, right? So where consumer-owning companies um, largely managed and and operated the economies. So these are some of the characteristics that suggest that the character, and of course you can think of ownership patterns, which is another critical issue, that you know the character of the economy has changed, and 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 what because of that, you have African economies or an economy in Africa that largely focused on a few products, right? So our manufacturing sector is very small, uh, you know, even with the exception, 
And if you look at South Africa, uh, largely a supplier uh, of raw materials. Mm. Uh, when in fact, you, you know, this economy, these economies in Africa themselves were producers, um, had their own manufacturing, processing, uh, but that changed uh, because of the interruption uh, by by colonialism. So, if you if you think about that, in a sense, it suggests to me that you know that has not changed for many parts of the African of continent. the African continent. And it no. may have worsened, you know. But if you think about you know um, the west part of Africa uh, or the the French zone, which you know is still under occupation to France, mm, specifically West Africa. Mm, yes. Now, you, you're saying that for Africa to successfully integrate culturally and otherwise, it's important that the ideals of pan-Africanism and African nationalism guide the process for regional integration. Uh, break that down for us, Prof. Yes. So, my sense is that, I mean, you know, pan-Africanism um, is a must, right? If we're serious about taking the African continent forward, um, pan-African unity becomes very critical. Um, in a sense that, you know, without unity, um, it's difficult for us to progress. So I think this is a starting point that we need to find a way, and many people have said this before anyway, that we do need to find a way to unite as Africans, wherever we are, by the way, not just, you know, in the African continent. Um, because, um, of course, there are geopolitical, uh, global issues around this about, you know, power relations and uh, how, you know, why or how... Uh, others, um, other powers globally may not want Africa. They may not may not want Africa to proceed or to um, advance. Therefore, we do need to unite. There, there are also economic reasons for this, for the economy of scale. Um, you know, a bigger economy. Um, you know, that can trade. Uh, countries can trade amongst themselves in Africa and so forth. So I emphasize this, but I, I think also we do need to go back to. Nationalism, African nationalism, not the narrow nationalism that we now see in the world, um, you know, as a drive because, you know, that brought, you know, independence uh, for Africa, but in a different way that, you know, we may use some of those ideals um, to drive a new agenda for Africa. So it's just at a, at a very broad level, right, at a broad philosophical level, but there are specific things that need to be done. Uh, that relate to the development approach, you know, how we're approaching social and economic development, uh, how, you know, we're implementing economic and social policies that can bring about change and particular economic transformation. Uh, the critical issue of long-term planning which is one of, you know, major challenges uh, in our continent that we don't do enough, you know, comprehensive data <clears throat> long-term planning. So often, you know, we think 10 years, 20 years, uh, when in fact we do need to think of a much longer period for the things that we need to achieve in just this issue of Pan-African unity. Mm. Uh, and of course there are issues around institutions that you know we need to improve institutions, uh, leadership, and deal with some of the challenges for instance what um, you know the Africa Day lecture will be addressing um, around the question of the national question and link that of course in my view directly linked with the, the land question where you know how, how do we ensure that we can you know leave we can coexist how to manage diversity, um, which is an issue that, you know, many parts of the continent, many countries uh, in Africa are struggling. Are still with, very much struggling with. Course.
And uh, before we go, uh, Professor, the Tawambegi African Leadership Institute uh, will be holding um, a, a significant I- event. Tell us a bit about what it is that you, you'll be doing and what you hope to achieve. So tomorrow um, is the Africa Day lecture. Um, it's bringing um, the former Prime Minister of Ethiopia, who is going to talk to this issue of um, the, the national question, as, as I've indicated. And of course, it will be very interesting because uh, Ethiopia has been going through its own uh, challenges around this. Uh, and, 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 and particularly, you know, when you think about the national question, <clears throat> in my view, we have to be thinking about, you know, whether the balance of power and influence is appropriate among all population and cultural groups. And this is a challenge general that many countries face, including Ethiopia, including South Africa. So so the lecture will be addressing these issues and, and hopefully um, address this challenge of many countries undergoing, um, you know, when, when there are differences of opinion, political and so forth, um, some deciding that you want to succeed, um, which, you know, many argue is not a solution. I also don't think it's a solution. Uh, there's a long-term issue that we need to address about the borders, but, you know, in the short term, I don't think we should be thinking about just those differences. Therefore, you succeed, then you have a new country. We've seen what happens uh, even in South Sudan currently. Um, it's not looking good. Mm. Although, and and what, ta- uh, what time is the lecture tomorrow? Um... So I hope I can find that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't check all these details. So that you just talking broadly about Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the, the lecture tomorrow starts. Is that you need right? Yes. Um, from seven p.m. So it's starting at seven p.m. at Tunisian in campus in Pretoria. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Professor Vosikomete, for, for joining us. And um, I, I love what you say in your article. You say, the structure of the African economy remains largely unchanged and most of what has been um, since political independence is scratching the surface, um, the surface rather, the differentiation between political independence and then economic independence, and then very uh, vehemently and and pointedly putting the the, the question of identity and Africanism right in the centre um, of that. We thank you so much for your time this evening, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That is Professor Vusi Gumete, professor at the Tabombegi African Leadership Institute at the University of South Africa. He's written a paper um, called Getting the African Economy Right. Uh, a great read it is. And that brings us to the end of our time together today. Um, oh, time is always just so short and you always wish you could continue these conversations for so much longer. But thank you. It's been awesome uh, keeping you company uh, this entire week as Ayabonga was traveling um, to India. He will be back on his slot on Monday. But from myself, Tamingubeni, it's been a pleasure and you remain blessed. It's two minutes after nine o'clock.